Hey, it's your favorite podcast. Back again with Will and Spaz. Confidence. It's all within you. Healings one and all, welcome, 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 welcome to this week's episode of Godfidence. It's all within you. I'm your host, Mackie Williams, Will Inspired, and today's episode is titled Walls of Confidence. We'll have a nice talk about protecting our confidence and how we really should reaffirm ourselves in protecting our confidence. This week's story gives you insight of how I employ the concept of putting up walls to protect my confidence amidst the negativity I heard. Stay tuned, guys. And we begin with pep talk. Let's go right into the topic. I hope you guys are keeping it together, you know, and everybody is good and everything. And keep the ball rolling. Even though COVID-19 stepping in so hard, keep the ball rolling. Keep it together, guys. Yeah, I know it's rough. So I've got just to roll it together and have confidence in God that he's able. So let's start wars of confidence. Building up the protection for your confidence. Why do we need this? Why protect that confidence? Like, really, why? Because you need the confidence. Simple. Remember the previous episode that we talked about? Foundation of confidence. Our confidence can be influenced not just positively, but negatively as well. Our confidence can be attacked by negative influences. You know, the attacks kind of come subtly sometimes, or them just come in hard. But we have to put up a defense. We have to have some sort of action against allowing our confidence to be demolished easily. You know, like how conquest stay? Like, the easiest city to demolish is one, a city that was not enclosed by a wall. If we look in the Bible and you see how Jericho was so hard to penetrate because it was because of the wall. And even Jerusalem needed to build a wall in Nehemiah time. And all Trump won't build a wall. Isn't it so? Cities without walls are like, Easy walkovers. Anybody can come in. Anybody come out. And you don't want that. You don't want anything for coming to your life. And you don't want anything for coming out of your life. Right? You want to ensure that you're creating a boundary of defense against negativity. Seal your city. Seal your confidence in. You can't afford for intruders to just come in and kill, steal, destroy your confidence. My son, pay attention to what I say. Turn your ear to my words. Do not let them out of your sight. Keep them within your heart. For they are life to those who find them and health to one's whole body. Above all else, guard your heart. Guard your mind. For everything you do flows from it. That's Proverbs 4 verse 20 to 23. So you put a guard up something as defense. And the guard up is the truth. You can use that as your defense. So we have this confidence. And we need to ensure that we protect it. Build that wall. To protect your confidence. We can do this with 
four simple steps. So you can take a paper and let's write this down, you know. I'll give you a sec. Alright, so first one. Spend time developing your skills. Areas of interest and being the best you. Spend time mastering your craft. Spend time getting to know you too. The next one. Two. Be careful about your diet and what you view. Who you view. Who and what you listen to. Who your model and take cues from. Then three. Measure yourself on yourself. Not on anyone else. You can't afford to. To let comparisons disturb your self-esteem and then disturb your self-confidence. Then four, reaffirm yourself in truth. Write down the truth and say it over. Say it over and over. Reaffirm yourself. Faith cometh by hearing. So say the truth and the truth about you, then believe it. So guys, again, the four points are Spend time developing your skill. Spend time developing you. Two, be careful about your debt. Three, measure yourself on yourself. And four, reaffirm yourself with truth. Later in this podcast, we will look more into reaffirming yourself in truth. This is the next segment of Godfidence. Paul Pasgelin where we will hear real and personal stories told by William Sparrows or for occasional guests. In fifth form, a couple weeks before exams, I was a good enough student. I was a student athlete. So I did volleyball and books quite well, managed them quite well. So I got good grades that plateaued above average. But being a student athlete, I didn't do my schoolwork, like some assignments one or two times and teachers weren't so happy. But such is life. I did my subjects well and I enjoyed them. And I put out, I put out effort in it and tried to ensure that I keep the balance between all of these subjects, the handful of 10 that I had to do and not act out of my bias for favoritism. I tried. But you know, sometimes one or two might lag a bit and the lagging... I had this one lagging subject at the moment. It was... I can't, I'm not going to call the subject because people might know who this was. However, I was quite outspoken in this class. I liked it. I had a, it had a good vibe, so I participated. Plus, participation actually helps my mind to register the information that was being taught, so it solidified in my mind. And maybe never had to write once I participated in that class and paid attention. But this subject was one that I had full, full confidence. But now I feel it that I would get a one despite the little lagging that it was having. And guys, one day, in this nice, good, good class, the teacher did one of the harshest things. So, 
Let her participate with her. Because she asked me for my participation this time. It's not me you jump up and say, what talk? And the lady silenced me. With a serious, serious face she put on him. And said, boy Matthew, I don't even think you can pass this one. Maybe you can get a three year. Yeah, maybe you can get a three though. Yo. But it confident, but it well confident. But that one shook me. That my confidence was shaking. Why upon that step? But my confidence was shaking. It nearly cut me. Like it nearly did. But I did respond to her because I do normally respond to my teachers. And I said, Mister, I kind of disting this. But now I could go so. But I, I said, that it wouldn't happen. It wouldn't, that wouldn't happen to me. And I meant that to my core when I said it to her. I had to then refocus, reassure myself because it did rough. Your brother can do this. I said it to myself like, yo, you can do this. Yeah? You have the mind of Christ. You have the spirit of excellence on the inside of you. And I really do it right at the moment, fully at the moment. But after I took a step back and after, I ensured that I did it. I would just set that over in my head for a while. So I wouldn't doubt my intelligence and my capabilities. And you know what now for that? Because after the weeks pass, I'm reach my exam and we get my results. The end result of that subject was a one. So you see, I kind of built a wall of protection for my confidence. Because I was able to be confident again in that class. And I stayed confident. And I stayed confident. You see, I built that wall of protection for my confidence. I stayed in the confidence that I'm in the confidence and knowing that I am capable of achieving great things. Like getting the ones, all my subjects. That's what I thought. Uh, including that one. But I came I came up too short of the 10. But that one was included in the ones. So guys, protect your confidence. Don't internalize everything that person say. Have confidence in yourself no matter what. And reaffirm yourself, reaffirm yourself and see the wonders that it will do. So we'll begin this section with the science behind Christian affirmation poetry. This is a study, a research study that I found. So we're going to discuss it a bit and see where we go from there. So in 2015, a brain imaging study published in the paper Social Cognitive and Affective Neuroscience 
It demonstrated how the brain changes when people practice self-affirmation and the techniques associated and explains the techniques apparent effectiveness. So in this paper, guys, we there are three main psychological explanations why the practice of self-affirmation is so beneficial. Let's go through them. The first one is it's enjoyable. Let's see. When we dwell on what we value like God, his grace and his mercy, or love for others, new opportunity, our brain lights up and makes us feel better. So it could happen for real. That happens. We, we really feel better when we affirm ourselves or someone affirms us. Then the next point, this is the point I wanted to take note. It protects us when we feel threatened by criticism or failure. The technique can make the brain recreate the moment of illumination by simply remembering those things we value. This innate ability short circuits the threat and keeps us going. So I want this to be in our lives that we protect ourselves through self-affirmation. So then the third one is it stabilizes us. Stabilizes us by moving the focus away from ourselves and towards God and his qualities. It can help us regulate our emotional stability. This enhances mental clarity and soundness of mind. This research is quite valid. It, provided, it was provided with neural evidence that backs the notion of beneficial effects of positive affirmation. And you can see that it was rewarding, this is what the person says, rewarding, stimulating, and pleasurable to the brain. And this is great. This is really nice to have. But that's not what I liked out of this paper. It says the bigger deal is that it acts as a defense mechanism by reminding us of God and his power in our life. Thereby allowing a greater sense of peace, self-worth, and confidence. Well, rather, confidence for our sake to reign in our minds. So one of the generals, Neil T. Anderson says, the more you reaffirm who you are in Christ, the more your behavior will begin to reflect your true identity. And we all want that. We want to be able to, to reaffirm ourselves and understand that we are God's and God is ours. So yeah. I love what the Bible supports that our minds have to be trained for transformation. What comes to mind when that, when I pose that, that we need to train our minds in transformation? Well, many, many of you guys will think first to Romans 12 verse 2. And yeah, do not be conformed to this world, to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. We need to look at this because the renewing of our mind is done by taking in the truth, taking in the word of God. And we want to do that so we have a renewed mind. Then the Bible gives this 
specification on how we should think, what really should possess our thoughts, so we can eliminate negative. Philippians 4 verse 8 says, Finally, brethren, and whatsoever is true, whatsoever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think on these things. So these stuff must be primal in our minds right at the forefront. And I like that. We have to fight for our mind. The mind is the battlefield. We have to fight for it. Protect and protect our confidence. And our confidence in God. So it's like, just like how we say it was like a conquest. Same way how the Bible put it. We have to wear a helmet of salvation, protecting the mind from the attacks. Or you can say that we should fight negatives by destroying arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ. That's Corinthians, 2 Corinthians 10 verse 5. And then carefully guard our thoughts because they are the source of true life. That's Proverbs 4 verse 23. So let's take and make that guard of our thoughts of confidence. Put it up as a wall. Create the wall to protect your confidence. So just like how in Joshua's days that people had to walk around the wall of Jericho because it was fortified. Nothing. It's hard to get to a city that is built up. With a wall around it. It's hard to get to them. It's like people don't even bother fight a city like that. Because we see that when we play games like Minecraft and so on. We, the ones that are easiest to attack is the one without a wall and so on. So we're going to build a wall together, guys. Right now. So let's get it together. We have two parts of it in building this wall. In reaffirming our confidence. First one, we create the framework. You know, like when them create that mold. And then the next one is concrete. We're going to concretize the wall. We're going to pour concrete in the framework. So let's begin with one, the framework. Is monitor what you internalize from others. And also monitor what you think. So that's the framework. Monitor what you internalize from others. And also monitor what you think. So Ecclesiastes 7 verse 21 and 22 says, Don't listen to everything that everyone says. Or you might hear your servant cursing you. Haven't you also cursed many others? So that's telling us that we, we can't people what people's opinions are we can't focus on it and can't internalize it and then philippians 4 verse 8 says finally brethren whatever is true whatever is noble whatever is right whatever is pure whatever is lovely whatever is admirable if anything is excellent or praiseworthy think on these things so you know that that's our focus we can't focus on negative what we would have heard from people or what we think negatively can't focus on it, but we have to focus on these good things. That's the encouragement. Then, 
But Proverbs 23 verse 7, it says, For as he thinks within himself, so is he. And the remainder of the verse says, He will grudgingly say, Go ahead and eat all you want, but in his heart resents the fact that he has to pay for your meal. So it's not what you say really, but it is what you think and believe. That's what really be what is controlling you. That's who you are. So you have to mind, be mindful of what, who you listen to, and what you think. And the next part of building this wall is concretizing the truth, pouring the concrete of truth now to seal with the foundation what you have made through the truth of God, that God is your sufficiency. So Galatians 2 verse 20, it says, I have been crucified with Christ. That is, in him I have shared his crucifixion. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live it by faith, by adhering to, relying on, and completely trusting in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself up for me. Not having reliance on self only, but on God. So, we're not having reliance on self only, guys, but on God. So, Galatians 2.20 says, I have been crucified with Christ. That is, in him I have shared his crucifixion. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith by adhering to, relying on, and completely trusting in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I love this one. This is my, one of my favorite verses because it's now saying that we don't rely on ourselves anymore, but that self-reliance is turned over to God and we rely on him because he's in us. So a lion who lives within us also. See, Paul also said in Acts 17 verse 28, For in him we live and move and have our being. As some of our own prophets have said, we are his offspring. Confidence can be sealed by knowing that we live through Christ in God. The essence of putting those two scriptures together. He sustains us and he is our sufficiency. Because we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And as 1 Peter 5 verse 10 says that the God of all grace who called you into his eternal glory in Christ after you have suffered a little while he will himself restore you and make you strong and firm and steadfast so have confidence in that have that confidence that first you make the framework that you monitor what you internalize from others and what you also internalize in your thoughts or keep in your thoughts and then 
concretize it, you will seal it with the foundation you have made through the truth of God, that God is your sufficiency. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Godfidence. It's all within you. I'm looking forward to hearing your questions, your answers to my questions, and your comments. Set your reminders to drop in next week. You might even hear your answer, your question, or your comment being addressed by me, your host, Will Inspires, or a special guest. Please tune in with me every Wednesday at 5.30 p.m. Remember, let's not just have confidence, but God. Bless.